podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello Cheeseheads, welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. This week we're talking about the draw against United. Um, probably a game that we might have reason to feel slightly like we should have come away with a win. A good opportunity to beat United, but still uh, a draw away at Man U is always a good result. Right, uh, joining me to discuss all the way from South London, it's Mr Paul Muir. How are you doing, Paul? Good evening, Mr Franco. I'm all right, thanks. Uh, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're listening in the world. Yeah, I thought that was two points maybe dropped today, uh, to be honest. Mm. We're, we're, we're going to come into it. I felt that you know, that United team are, as we see, nothing very special. And we had a good chance there of like, you know, kind of like coming away with good, a, good, a good win, good away win, and to keep in touch with the top two, top three. But uh, not meant to be, but yeah, but there's there's loads to talk about, which I'm looking forward to doing. Good stuff. Also joining all the way from Brazil, probably watched half the game whilst cooking a barbecue. It's Bren, how you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. No, I got got the whole game in. Um, I was was, doing a barbecue at the same time. I'm multitasking. That's what we do out here. Uh, Oh, check Bren out. Yeah, no, that was, that was, for a neutral, that was a good game. Uh, And for us, yeah, fine. Like, I'm not overly gutted about that 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 was that was fun to watch we probably edged it but don't think we had the cutting edge captain obvious speaking here we miss sun but um <laughs> but yeah like that, that that like you said a draw away at united never a bad result no i mean look we've still got issues with the squad we'll, we'll talk about the lineup as we always do we've still got players out we've still got players um injured away, absent on international duty. And then it sounds like there's been a, a cold going through the, the squad as well and a few oh, of the players. A actually... sniffle going through the squad. <laughs> Come on, Paul. All your chat chat about elite athletes and at the top end, it's that marginal difference. I mean, a cold is, could be counted as a marginal difference. Get but, some Benelin. Go and get some Vicks. Get one of the guys <laughs> to run down the get, run down the pharmacist or boots and get you a load of like Beecham's. Come on. Yeah, because they always work perfectly instantly, don't they? Um, out from the squad today, we still had Madison, Kulu, Lacelso's turned into his glass-like self once again. Sun away, Basuma, Sar away. Sonnerman still not quite back. Perisic likely to be out for the rest of the season. Still, Davis picked up that injury in the last game. Valise doing his final minute heroics, and Dane Scarlett managed to pick up an injury in that game as well. So, like the list, it just grows, doesn't it? Like one or two players come back, and today, Paul, we had you know a, a virtual full strength defence for the first time in what seemed like ages didn't it but yeah. then we had players missing from the front line the team pretty much in that sense picked itself didn't it it did yeah there, there was, it was nice to see Van der Ven back it was you know I, I don't really believe anything Ange says about players coming back anymore you know Benton Court it was like a magician's <laughs> trick like look over there and like you, you whip the kind of curtain back and oh look it's Rodrigo Benton Court he's going to play for us again um, so yeah so it was good to see Van der Ven and Romero back um, and then the midfield if it was anybody else apart from Man United, I'd be worried about our midfield today. But with Skip and Corn Hoiberg in there against their midfield, I was I was always and without obviously our fullbacks pushing into midfield, we were always going to outgun them and outman them in there. So um, I wasn't too worried about that. And it's really nice to see Timo Werner uh, get a start straight in there from yeah. uh, the get go. He lasted a full ninety as well, so that's obviously a testament to him and what he's, he's been looking after himself over in the Bundesliga and in Richardson and we're going to talk about well I want to talk about Johnson and we will talk about Johnson but yeah the team kind of picks itself at the minute subs bench 
let's not talk about it. You know, two goalkeepers on there again, and it was like <laughs> yeah. proper bare bones on it. It was, um, yeah, we, we we need to get some bodies on that bench quite quickly. Yeah, we do. I mean, you're right about the United team. That they're in various forms of disarray at the moment. Obviously, got a minority stakeholding takeover going on as well. There's a big deal about that. And bring their players out, didn't they? I mean, they're still missing players like Casemiro in the middle, so they end up playing like 18 year old Kobe Mainu and um, Ericsson. And it was a it was a strange sort of midfield. Ours was quite defensive. There's there's to me seeing quite attacking. But I mean. There's no point really talking about the tactics of, of, or the decisions that Ange made because like we just said they've been they've been made for him, haven't they? But how did you feel when you saw that midfield? Did you kind of concerned about where the creativity might be coming from? Yeah, it, it looks stodgy, didn't it? Like you got Hoybier and Skip in there, which is never good. It's never like you never sort of. No. But but Benton obviously being in there is the sort of shining. Like, I thought he played very well today. Like I, I thought I thought he was rusty against Burnley, but I thought Benton was superb today. Obviously took an amazing goal. But yeah, like it, it, it was it, that that midfield. Yeah, was the sort of key area. The defence coming back, you sort of think, well, maybe Van der Ven and Romero just coming back for a big game at Old Trafford. Maybe they'll be a bit, a bit rusty, but it was just reassuring to have them back. Bizarrely, though, it sort of we felt more open than when we had Davies and Emerson Royale in there. <laughs> um, but be yeah, looking at the United team, there's there's not much there that scared me. No, it's weird. They've got players like Ganacho who can score absolute amazing goals, but then for other games, just does absolutely nothing. And you never really know what you're going to get with Man United. Um, I think the thing for us today is just lacking that creativity. It's just so frustrating. We talked about La Celso saying, right, with Madison out, maybe La Celso can come back. He missed the game a few weeks ago, came back, missed, you know, he's out now for who knows, a couple of weeks, month. Madison's going to be back. And that's that's La Celso's chance gone, you know, mm-hmm. unless Madison is suspended or gets touch wood injured again. Um, that's it for him. I, I just can't see it. He's like, he's spent too much of his time at Spurs injured and it's just frustrating because in games like today, he, he probably would have, would have been a starter um, had he not been injured. So it's just, you know, we, we didn't have much options and the team looks bare bones. We did talk a lot about sort of the, the, the lack of fixtures we've got. It's been a good time to sort of um, have players out and away. So hopefully if we can just get through this period, players are gradually coming back. There's talk of Madison coming back in. So things are looking bright. But um, yeah, like we said, we don't know what team we're going to get when we play Man United, what they're going to be like. But Paul, I thought they st- they obviously started off quickly with the goal, but yeah. they were sort of, they were they were at it to start with, weren't they? They came out, I think they knew that we start strong as well. And you could see that they were trying to sort of nullify what we would have liked to do to start with. I think I think it's spot on there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I like Nacho. I think uh, Nacho, Gnacho, or whatever, how you pronounce his name, excuse me, I probably butchered that. I, I like him. I think I think he's a good offensive player. I think he he can he can come towards a ball. Come short, he can go beyond. Also, he's very very good with a ball at his feet. And um, yeah, he gave he gave uh, yeah Destiny and him were like a really good uh, good competition, a good good kind of like a battle today uh, mm. down that side. Uh, they started really really well, yeah, and scored. And it had to be Hoy, um, their nineteen year old uh, pimply face. Pratt up the front. I can't stand him to be honest. This kid, he got he got in uh, Romero's <laughs> face a little bit later on in the game. It's just like Romero did really well, just like tell him, like uh, pat him on the head and tell him to sit down. But yeah, they started really quickly. Um, and again, as most teams seem to do at the minute, they had a long ball over the top of Pedro Porro's head uh, for their uh, speedy player to run onto. It seems yeah. that it seems that opposition scouts when they come to see us see that as like a really it's a really nice pass from uh, Fernandez. Took a quick glance up. Nacho, Nacho plays it inside in like first time, oh, one one touch and hits it over the top of the head, over Pedro Porro's head, and then you know, there's a bit of a mix up really. Um, 
and, and they score on it. And it's like, right, okay, so this could be quite interesting now that they, they, they scored first and, and scored early. And, um, yeah, they, they, you know, they had Jim, uh, Jim Radcliffe in, in the stands for the first time next to Ferguson. There's a kind of good, good, good vibe going around at the minute. He's got 20% controlling interest. Bryce was their sporting director, et cetera, et cetera. And you think, oh, it could be one of those, like, uh, Quite tricky games, but obviously we came into it. But to answer your question, they started off really, really well, and um, it wasn't a great goal. It was, it was a horrible goal to concede because we've seen it a few times this season that we got a bit mixed up mm. in the back. And that that long ball over the top of Poro when he's forward, he just doesn't seem to recover quickly. Romero doesn't come across to like stuff out of danger. So yeah, mm. yeah, bad start. <laughs> Well, I think that's it. When the fullbacks are up the pitch and they're sort of in an exposed position, if that ball gets played across, that's how the system works, isn't it? The full the centre back has to go across to cover, yep. and then the other the, the centre back and the left back, or if it's the other way around, have to sort of fit in, which often leaves somebody, one of their players, at the back post mm-hmm. um, unmarked. And you know, we, we kind of wing it a little bit, I think, when when that happens. But for the most part, it's all right. But I don't know. Everyone was just a bit standoffish and and. A bit fortunate because um, Yudogi puts in a tackle, doesn't he? And it just falls straight to, to him. Yeah. And then Bren, it's um. Do you blame Romero for that? A little bit rusty. He's just sort of got his arms behind his back and doesn't. He's a bit standoffish, isn't he? In that in that position of, of the penalty box. I don't know. I, I think it was a really good hit. Like he spanked it. Like and and, and so you have to give oh, credit yeah. to the opposition team as well in these instances. I just yeah, there was a good break. Um, Rashford stayed on when when the balls played up to him, and there was a bit of a lucky because it was weird. Like three of the goals today, but we're in the sort of same sort of area of, of that side of the pitch of that that bit of the area. Um, mm. Ours as well, Bintancourt's included. But yeah, no, I, I, perhaps a bit, a bit rusty and and holding back. But but it was just it was he just spanked it and and yeah, like I'm I'm not overly critical of the, of the defence. I thought that um, there were other errors during the game that weren't punished um, that, mm-hmm. that that were were worse than that. I thought just I thought just thought it was a good hit, but from from Hoyland. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought because it was so early in the game, and it's you know you you put it up to the speed of it, and it, it just seemed a little bit complacent because that's one of um, Romero's biggest attributes. I think is he's really great at shot stopping. He's normally really good. He gets in there so many times and makes that challenge. And the fact that he managed to get that shot away, yes, it was an amazing left foot crack. You probably couldn't have imagined he was going to hit it that well. But um, I don't know. I think maybe Romero could have done something there. Do you think that, that maybe gonna... he's overcompensating? That the fact that we know he's been sent, he's he's got this aggression in him. That he's got this 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 um, risk of the, mm. of the red. That maybe he was sort of hold, holding back a bit. I, I don't know if that was the case in this instance. But I think maybe Ange may have spoken to him and said, "Look, you do need to temper it a bit because you've got this reputation now. Because every every time there's there's a a red uh, a possible red card. There was one yesterday um, in the Newcastle." I think it was, was it the Newcastle. Yeah. No, it was the Chelsea game at Gusto when when he went in and everyone was saying, "Oh, if that was Romero, that would be a red." I think that, that his mm. reputation precedes him a bit, and and so maybe with that, he may have been a bit standoffish um, in that instance. But but again, I just think it was a good hit. And being made captain, so he's maybe uh, you know trying to lead by example <laughs> on his best behaviour. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that was disappointing, but I think. Paul, the reaction was was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah. We we sort of we put a bit of pressure on. We had a few corners, and Poro was banging in some fairly decent corners today. But that one was was really on his head, and we sort of had three players all in that central position, didn't we? And mm-hmm. the United defenders just couldn't get near it. Richarlison, I thought, was a really nice header, though. It was, yeah. We had one just for that as well, when it came over from our right. So it was an outswinger because on Poro, yeah, Poro, on Poro's right foot, Poro today was superb. 
um, once mm. uh, he got his defensive issue sorted out, particularly in the second half. Dead ball delivery. We know he can make a, you know, he can hit a, a really sweet ball. Great shot in the FA Cup. Obviously, got us through against Burnley. He's putting balls in all season, which, which which are high quality. But yeah, that we had a corner from the right hand side, which um, uh, I think Benton Cole got his head to it, and Anana kind yeah. of like Dallow Dallow cleared it off the line. Dallow cleared it. Dallow yeah. drops back onto the post, doesn't he? Um, yeah. All the time, and uh, I think it goes out. And then um, a minute or two later, we get a corner from the on our left, so it's an in swing corner. And um, yeah, Richie. Um, Moving really, really well. Worked incredibly hard today. Worked really, really mm. hard. Closing down 15, 20 meter shuttle runs as I keep going about between the centre back and mm. Anana. Coming coming on to coming down Anana's left hand side, so he has to punt it out to the right where we, we can like trap the ball and we can turn it over. Worked really hard. But the goal itself was just it was such a death flick because as Brennan I just said there, like um Dilo drops back on the line and Dilo just watches it go past him because it's such a neat flick and uh yeah, really, yeah, really nice to uh, one for Richie because obviously we know we, what he's been through open with us, but also like you know, important important part, important time of the game, excuse me, to uh, to get back on level terms. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, I kind of felt like after that we had the best of it as well. I don't, Man United didn't really have another chance until maybe like something like thirty minutes, but then it is that sort of ebb and flow of a game. Um, Prem, where you know, I think we're always tend to be quite good in, in games for the first thirty minutes, and we've seen in other games recently it's tailed off a bit. And we did sort of let Man United back into it just by slowing down a little bit. It felt like, yeah, like it's one of those weird things where I know it's never nice to go one goal down, but it kind of, it, it, in a way, it dictates the, the sort of pattern of the play for the remainder of the half. If you do go down early, away from home, particularly that, that then. You obviously you, the ascendancy is on you to, to equalise. Mm. So I think Man U sat off a bit, and then the crowd got maybe a bit quiet, and I think that worked in our favour. So I'm not saying it's never good to go goal down, but it just helps. I think the stats from the first half were like we, we had twice as many passes. Like there was 135 passes for them, almost 100, 270 for us to double their passes, 65 mm. percent possession, which I think was um, the sort of overall possession as well. So yeah, it was it, we. Um, we did boss it, and, I, and that's why I was, I, was, I was a bit like, "Well, fine, we put a goal down, but we're we're, we're making chances. We're 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 in the ascendancy." And and the goal for Richarlison, I think you may guys may have seen this interview with ESPN Brazil with uh, João Castelo Branco, the sort of guy that runs ESPN out here, and and Richarlison mm. was very open about the troubles he's gone through and sort of saying like he's because he's from the countryside and and Brazil's quite a sort of patriarchal country. It's very sort of macho and. And he said, look, coming from the countryside, so to opening up about going to therapy, having a psychologist, people just thought, oh, you're crazy. Um, but but he dealt with that, he referred to as prejudice, and um, and he's continuing with his therapy. He said, no, I'm going to carry on. Like, it's really helped me. The club's helped mm-hmm. me. So it was great to see. Like, he was, you could, even in the interview, it was quite emotional, just watching this all through the games on this weekend. Every mm-hmm. halftime is showing that interview with him, and um, so fair play to him. Like uh, the Bombo, like I, I do love the guy. He's, he's he's like six in six now. Like he's starting to show the sort of form that we want from our mm. centre forwards. Obviously, no one's going to replace Kane, but and that's not what he's there for. But but he is mm. contributing, and as long as he keeps it up, as long as he keeps putting in the effort like he did today, uh, he'll only come good. So it, it was great to see that goal. 
Yeah, look, I mean, the only thing you ever really expect of a, of a forward is to score those goals. And I know, like, Kane did so much more, but that's he's a world-class striker. But in mm. the system, all he needs to do is put it in the back of the net. And if we can get goals from corners and be a set-piece threat, and then that, that adds so many goals to our game. And I think, yeah, Richarlison, the last few, has, has looked good. And look, honestly, today, <clears throat> his work rate was, was immense. It's incredible what he did today. It was incredible. Yeah. It was. It was and he was, magic. he was giving their defenders a really hard time, um, even get, getting back to the edge of our box and making important tackles as well. So I think he absolutely busted guy. one of his best games, if not probably his best game in a Spurs shirt. I Agreed, yeah. As well. All-round play, I thought that was his best best performance by his people of us. Mm, very good but yeah frustratingly like I said Man United we kind of tailed off a little bit stopped putting the pressure on so much towards the end of the half Man United got a few chances and then their goal again slightly frustrating Paul because we just didn't down that side again with with Poro wasn't it and I mean fairness is a nicely worked goal a nice one too and a a calm finish but um, just a little bit frustrating wasn't it it's just again Poro gets pulled in uh, too far into his left into the centre back position and he leaves that that space and yeah nice one too and it comes to Rash I think Rash had a chance uh, just for that where he didn't want to come he didn't want to hit it with his left he got a chance with the goal he got a chance with his right it's just an instant first touch and you know slides it into the corner you you know it's just unfortunately goes through um, Van der Ven's legs as well which is a bit unfortunate they yeah. hit the post just for it as well because that was uh, a doggy. A doggy, um, yeah. A doggy hit the post <laughs> with his. Uh, but I don't know what Destiny was doing there. He'd done that. For, he'd done that for Udinese when I watched him versus Monza uh, last mm. season. He does that. He he tried to chest it back and he hit the top of his chest and it came off the crossbar and stuff. So I don't know. If- I wonder. Here's, here's a question. Oh. I probably know the answer, oh. but in situations like that, because the guy it was Ganacho, I suppose, would have been outside him yeah. or behind him when the cross came in, yeah. and he's obviously trying to get something on it because he's worried about the guy behind him. But Ganacho was offside, so if he headers it and that goes in, oh. <laughs> do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Should it should it not count because he was only doing that because yeah. I mean, is he interfering with play in that sense because he's playing on his mind that he needs to do something in order that the ball doesn't go? I to think him. Chaos Fury comes to that point and he goes, "Oh, what if, what, if, <laughs> what if Destiny misses it or whatever?" And he, even though Nacho's offside, he still he still miss kicks it or something. But. Well, if Destiny doesn't do anything and it goes to Ganacho, then Ganacho is offside. But Destiny doesn't know that. Doesn't know that. That's my point. I think so. It's I think I think the OG would have stood then. I do. I think, I think, I think, I think it would have stood. Yeah, it, it does stand. But here you go. Let's try and make the rules even more complicated. <laughs> chaos, chaos theory arguments into it. Everyone will go mental. Var be going. Hmm. What was he considering this or not? What would have happened next? Yeah. When they but, scored, it was like everything was like. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was. In, I was in our Slack chat quite a lot today. Um, we, oh, she, uh, sorry, our Patreon group. We have a Slack chat for uh, for games and. Uh, Everybody was like, oh, Dr. Tottenham, because obviously uh, Rashford's not scored for yeah. like, I don't know, 25 <laughs> years or whatever. And he's been 16 hours like, of football. 16, 16 hours, hours of football, football. and 250,000 school lunches, and he's not, he's still not kind of scored or whatever. So I better take that out, actually. And um, yeah, it, it just happened, it happened to be him, and everybody was saying, oh, you know, Dr. Tottenham will see you now. And, you know, it's just, it was, it was, again, a bit of a defensive mix up. And you think that, yeah, with that, if Pedro, like, Poro keeps to the right-hand side where he should be. You know, rushes out there. He, he could try and shuffle onto the left-hand side and he doesn't get that strike in. But, yeah, it's just a, a, a disappointing uh, goal to concede. Uh, to go just to on it as, on, on the goal as well. I think people, the, the, the defenders were thinking that, because uh, um, Hoyland's assist, they were expecting to sort of pass it a bit stronger and it sort of almost let it hit him. I don't know if mm. it was fortunate. I don't know if it was well-weighted. If, if he meant it, it was a beautiful assist. But it kind of yeah. looked like the, the way... When with the one two that he just let it hit him, 
and, and it sort of fell really well into to Rashford's pass. So again, like I said, we, we're here to sort of pick apart the game, but uh, sometimes you do just have to say, well, if if he meant that assist, that was that was a beautiful beautiful assist for for, for Rashford. Oh yeah, and um, again, this is the thing about football, isn't it? Is that Man United, even though for most of the game we were on top of them, they do have some quality in that that team. And even if they're not being consistent, I think that's their biggest problem at the moment. They've still got some quality, and they'll kill you in those areas. And that's why it's it's quite a nervy game. Like I hate playing Man United when you see them around the box and stuff like that. I'm always thinking, right, they could they could get a goal here, and they they did create chances. But it's mo- it's moments, don't it, Franco? They're never going to camp. You're never going to feel camped in your 18 yard or your your final third. No. They're never going to hem you in and like have four or five minutes of sustained pressure, are they? And like throw the no. ball in and try and work little triangles and then try and like you know like oh, they'll try and get in the bottom if not they'll come back out like we try and do. It's always kind of like little kind of moments. They are good in transition because their front three or four is, is pretty good in transition. Yeah. But it, it's just these moments. Then. I was never that. I was never that worried that they were ever going to like just hem us in and like you know we we, we were going to like struggle to get out and we were going to try and f- we were going to struggle to find the, the out ball or, or something like that. You know, it wasn't like you're no. going to play City or or even Liverpool when they're going to just kind of strangle you and turn you the phrase I use turn your gas off. But it's just yeah, it's just you give those. You, it's like their goal. All their opportunities come from like you know, Anana taking a quick kind of throw out and then like literally they're away and. They are a team of tra- that play the best in transition, and yeah, I just well that was their entire tactic yeah, today, wasn't it? it? They was. were just basically trying to hit us on the break. That, yeah. You know, we had the majority of the possession, and that's that was their plan. But even then, like you say, they weren't that great. I no. thought Yudogi again was was pretty comfortable at the back. I know Van der Ven looked pretty tired and had to go off in the end. Yeah. But the, the defense was all relatively solid. They had chances, but yeah, they're, they're not they're not brilliant. Um, and the Romero, Romero comes and crashes in that header and takes that little eighteen-year-old midfielder into like Anana. <laughs> I'm just watching it now. Oh my god! If if they yeah. do like uh, Tottenham cinch it like they do on the on the, the official social media later or, t- or later this week, if there's a freeze frame of like him above that kid and like crashing into him, that's going to screensaver on my phone. I love that. I love that stuff. It's fantastic. <laughs> He didn't get booked either today. That was my worry with Romero coming back as well. That <laughs> maybe because because he's just coming back and he'll be pumped up. Because that was the thing before the game was that Romero is saying that he is available. It wasn't the club. It was no no Romero is saying <laughs> I'm playing in this fucking game, and that's my, that was my worry that he was so pumped up for it that he may go in a bit too strong. But but no, thankfully no book. I think it's only Bentacle, which was ridiculous by the way. Bentacle's booking for kicking the ball away when he didn't. No, that, he that, just that, didn't. That, that whistle went a good couple of seconds, and he he pumped it out, Brendan. That that really? was that was rookie. Uh, okay. I, I thought that was rookie from Benning Court. Right. It was a bit silly, but I would, yeah, still not sure that's a yellow. It no. Wasn't like he kicks it away in disgust. No, anyway. There's about fifty balls in the stadium anyway. Fifty balls now. That's all right then. <laughs> it is. Oh, you've wasted all, and and they just play extra extra add on on time anyway. Like kicking yeah. the ball away for me is just I don't care. But you know, he, um, he, he didn't lose it as well as the thing I alluded to earlier with uh, Hoyland as well. He, he yeah, he, they try to take a free quick free kick. Tottenham and Romero and Hoyland just stood in front of it to try and let his team get back into uh, into shape and like uh, yeah. and he got right in his grid and uh, like basically I think uh, I think um, Poro came over and just just gave him one of that like one of those gleaming white smiles that Poro's got with his lovely <laughs> teeth and like the guy was like oh glare no no he just pushed him away and uh, it was just yeah that was the moment I thought please don't just don't throw your head in there or something like that you had a captain yeah. and he wasn't even, no. he, he was really cool. He went in with a 50-50 as well with um, 
uh, Fernandez as well. And Fernandez, like, was it a fifty-fifty? I just looked like he wiped him out in the halfway line. No, nah, it was a fifty-fifty. Fernandez went in there with a the ball as well, and Romero went in there to volley it right against him. And um, I think they, I think I think they got grudging respect for each other those two because they, they had a good handshake and stuff at the end of the game. Um, mm. But that that was a bit of he missed times that he's, he's going straight to Fernandez. You know, Fernandez is going to do like a triple salco with a twist and all the way to, all the way down to Stretford end, like to make sure the ref sees it. So well, um, no. they respect each other's dark arts. <laughs> yeah, probably, that, that's actually probably spot on to be honest, Franco. But yeah, I, I was impressed by him today. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously been out. He's made it clear that he wants to play in this game, as Brent just said there. And um, yeah, very decent performance. Didn't show too much of like stepping on to. Uh, player with many interceptions, but then they don't really play that game because they, they didn't have the ball enough. But um, what no. he had to do was 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 decent, and that header was just it's a shame it didn't go in. It's a shame. Yeah, true, true. Um, so you never really know what was going to happen at the second half. What's what, what, how we're going to come out this season? You know what I mean, no, I mean, obviously that's you can't predict the future. That's an obvious statement. That isn't what I'm saying. Captain what said, I'm saying, second half. You never really know how we're going to respond to that going down sort of two uh, one uh, towards the end of the half. But what a response we had, uh, Bren. You can't really argue with uh, with that. And it's a really nice goal from Bentacle. Very very happy for him. Yeah, no, it was it was a surprise. It was the annoying thing with watching because out here we watch it on streaming. Uh, there's the, the Star Plus streaming. I don't know if you know what that is in England, but um, yeah, it, it, I sort of saw an announcement on WhatsApp on the Brazil Spurs WhatsApp. Go, and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> and then so obviously I knew, but then there was a delay of like a minute. Uh, but no, it's really worked, really well worked goal, and uh, all through, through midfield. And that was the thing, like we sort of critical of, of, of the midfield uh, obviously having Hoybier and Skip in there but it, we sort of worked it well there was there seemed sort of acres of space uh, for us to break and mm. yeah it was it was a really good sort of interplay I don't know if it was Ericsson who, who stopped tracking tracking the run and yeah. he sort of ran onto Evans and but, but what a hit and so happy for him as well his celebrations afterwards that's that's the image of this game is Ben Tancourt sort of reeling away with his arms out what a beautiful yeah. moment because we're so happy to have him back it's so important to have him back as well but yeah, just what a, what a hit! I mean, again, sort of all in that sort of similar part of the area <laughs> as two of the other goals. Uh, yeah, Unana, no chance, just uh, just over him. Yeah, beautiful goal, and so happy for for Rodrigo Bentancur. No, it's good, and an assist from from Werner. We might as well talk about him quickly now, Paul. Yeah, um, yeah. It was an all right debut, wasn't it? You yeah. know, if he hadn't have tried a few of his shots, you probably, <laughs> probably the one that went out too much to moan about the one that went out towards the corner flag off his right foot. Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah, that was that, that was a bit weird. As I say, you know, he's obviously kept himself in very decent nick, obviously, because he's, he's come straight in and played 90 minutes in a, in a fairly high-intensive game. He's playing yeah. you know, he's, he's playing out wide. I thought he held his whip really, really well. Um, I know I know Ten Hag took Dalo and Aaron wan over as well, so it was, um, you know, to, to help him uh, to deal with, like, probably Brendan Johnson more than more than um, Timo Werner, but... He was up against probably a different fullback he thought he'd be up against. Yeah, the assist, uh, he got, it was not the greatest ball from Skip in the inside left position, pushing a bit wide, comes and gets it, faces defender up. And as Brennan's just said there, uh, Rodrigo Benicourt just just ghosted past uh, Christian Eriksen. He's not, he's not even bothered to track him. Edge of the D, rolls it into him. And uh, yeah, nicely, nicely weighted as well, because obviously, you know, it's fairly easy to overhit those passes or underhit them. And before you know yeah. it, you know, the chance is gone, but no, Werner, Werner did okay today. He um, he's probably going to get quite quite a run in games, uh, probably on the other side as well. Um, 
I think I think Johnson needs to needs to get bench, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um yeah, to answer your question, I thought Werner was uh yeah, more inadequate. Um and just wish he could uh you know, be a bit more kind of what can I say, on target, maybe with his shooting. A, a, a bit more kind of accurate is what I'm trying to get at really. Yeah, the, the crowd loved it, didn't they? When he, when he had a yeah. few sort of skyward shots, the crowd were, yeah. were on to him because <laughs> he's a new signing and I think Manu, like they were in for him as well. So I think the fans yeah. were just a bit like, yeah, they, they were loving it when he when he missed a couple. But yeah, so happy for him to get the assist. Um, also, but, he, sh- he shouldn't be wearing gloves as well. He's come from like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's come from like a, a kind of like a cold country and uh, he knows what it's like in this country. During, he shouldn't be wearing gloves. I can give Rodrigo Benancourt, but that's fine. You know, he can wear gloves. <laughs> well, they wear gloves in Germany. I'm sure He's Germany, but they, they, you can find gloves in a supermarket or in a shop in Germany. I Come know, on, but, yeah, but a, football, a footballer <laughs> of Timo Werner's kind of um, heritage, i.e. from like, you know, kind of Europe, shouldn't be wearing. Should be used to it. Should yeah. be used to it. Yeah. Come on, Brent, stop it. <laughs> Brent, do you really want to like let people know why you missed the, the first part of the second half? That was oh, the first yeah. goal I missed. I was at first going. I went up to put my, put my speedos on because I was doing a barbecue, and and I was like, I'm going to get a bit dirty, a bit cold, and, and and meat on me, so I'm going to put on my speedos and jump in the pool. <laughs> and so I went up to put my speedos on, like just to kick off, and then it come down with one nil down. And I only literally just like since we recorded, seen their first goal. <laughs> <laughs> nice goal, eh? Um, all right, I'll let you do it now, Paul. Um, moan about Johnson the thing is like it's not a moan it's not a moan I know it's not a moan but it's just becoming a bit of a common trope now isn't it things we we talked a lot about when when Conte pods became very similar we're moaning about the same things and this has kind of been brewing for a couple of weeks we've been talking about wasteful about opportunities and the second half was was an example of that you know we had lots of opportunities but we also broke a lot and didn't create anything from it and a lot of that was down to Johnson, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it, it is. And um, you and I, and along with uh, probably quite a lot of people who, who listen to this podcast, we, we see him at we see him at the stadium at the lane, and um, you see a, a bit more of like what he can offer. Um, away from home, he's 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 just not he's just not he's just not doing it today. Um, he was up against Aaron Wan-Bissaka, as I said, because they swapped Dilo over uh, with yeah. him as well. Bissaka is probably the best one-on-one defender at tackling and recovering in, in the league. He was at like that. Pat, and he's quick. He's quick. He's, he's, got, he's got a very sharp turning circle in it and he's quick as well. Okay. Um, Brian Johnson realises that. So instead of, instead of like trying to take him back towards his own goal, he, what, what he does is that he takes the ball with his back to Basaka to try and protect it, even though there's a gap where he could like face up and try and take him on and the ball goes inside. And therefore, it, the ball's not going forward, as opposed to somebody like Kulazeski, who will come towards a ball with the, on a half turn and, and, and start something going forward. Um, I also think he lets his head drop far too quickly when it's not going right for him as well. A little bit like Richardson did when we didn't know he was injured and the issues that we were he was having off the field. He, he lets his head drop far, far too easily. Also, I would say 60% of the time when there is an easier pass on Johnson doesn't take it, and I'll say fifty percent of the time when he gets into position to cross the ball, that it goes not even in the right postcode for the attacker. Yes, I know he's got assists <laughs> already, and we've seen it, especially at the lane when he's he's slotted in Richardson a couple of times, and, yeah. and so, we, so we know he can do it, which makes it all the more galling when he can't do it on a regular basis. I'm not mm. asking for perfection, but I'm asking for 
at least 78% of the time when he gets into that position when he's, he's, he's going towards a byline and all we've got to do is cut it back to the 18-yard box or the penalty spot or the edge of the six-yard box that he does it correctly. Today, he overhit loads of them. He overhit, he, he's either two, the first defender cuts it out or he overhits it and he goes out over to the other side for, for a throw-in or out towards a byline. Yeah. He's not good enough. I don't think he's going to make it with us. And, and I'm going early with this. I, and I, I said it pretty much since. I know when Seb was on a couple of weeks ago, it was like, give him time, give him time. He might be holding an injury or whatever. He's not. These are these are things that um, I believe are non, about, not, not about his coaching, about Angel, the coaching team's coaching. It's about him as a person. The only thing I can think about is that he's a little bit overawed by the whole situation at the moment. I don't know. That, that That's the only excuse I can make for him because he's he's mm. just... And defensively, don't get me started on him because he just <laughs> does fuck all. Do does fuck all. Absolutely fuck all. And uh, that annoys me because you've got Son when he's when Son's on the other side or or Kuzeski or and, and now busting the gut to get back to help out their fullback and help out the midfield. Johnson doesn't do that. So I think maybe the whole thing might just be a bit too big for him. We'll see, but I just don't see him. Be, he's, he's not a starter for us. When everybody's fit, he's not a starter. Nowhere near can him. I, can, I, can I defend him a little bit? Yeah, like he, was yeah, born, he was born May 23rd, 2001. The music at that time, number one, was Romeo by Basement Jacks. So <laughs> I don't really know what my point is. But <laughs> I was going to say, where the fuck are you going with this, Brent? I'm just saying he's fucking young. Like, come on, give him a break. Jesus. Like, he's, he was born to that. He's 22. Pape like, Matasar's young. Destiny of Doggy's young. But they've got different roles oh. to play. Come on. Like, I, I don't know. I think that we can. Co- we, he, he, he's got attributes and see something. What attributes he's got? It's pace. He's got one trick. He's got pace. I think the way I would sum it up is he does look a little bit timid in games and he looks like he's not quite got that aggression. And for someone of his stature and his athleticism, you'd think that he could be just absolutely bullying defenders. And I know today he was up against Wambasaka, who's again, another good, strong, fast, quick defender. Um, So it was going to be a difficult matchup. And I think that's just where he struggled today. The, The difference will be is if he can add anything else to his game rather than just directness and pace, because I've not really seen too many tricks. Do you know what I mean? I've not really seen too much skill. I've not really seen him drop shoulders much today. When he did, he sort of looked like he could have been tackled quite easily. He just needs to work on it. But I don't think he's a busted flush port. I I think that's writing him off this early and for that much money. (laughs) Levy won't be happy with you saying that anyway. Um, It's a concern if we've got this wrong. But, you know, Ange wanted him. That's that's the thing. Okay. no, I mean that's not a reason to you know to say that he's definitely going to be a success. I know, like we all love Ange, but yeah, yeah doesn't mean that he's, he's he's going to be brilliant. And I guess that will be a test, won't it? The players that he's brought in, he's identified which if if you know which one of them are going to be successful or not. Um, the one thing is that he's getting games and he's getting game time. And, and you know when you see like Brian Hill come on, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, if, yeah. If, yeah. If, if if Johnson is not going to make it, like what does that make Brian Hill? Do you know what I mean? Well, I think if I think if Perisic hadn't done his knee. We will. I think he will be out by now. I think he'd, we, we we would have sent him back to uh, sunny Spain or mm. somewhere somewhere warm where he wants to go, and he can grow his moustache and grow his hair long, and uh, you know, flitting out of games and like maybe go and get go go to Rome Bilas and get himself a coffee and and sit down and enjoy life because um, he's not going to make it in the Premier League. I feel so negative towards our wide players. I'm sorry, but mm. it's um, yeah. Uh, Johnson is. Well, it's frustrating because they get in so many times, don't they? The ball gets out to them so often in these dangerous, in these breaks, in these dangerous areas, and then we're just not taking those opportunities. Well, what, it, it it is frustrating as well, and it's it, these are these are elite 
kind of like uh, players, which means that they're not stupid, which means they know what they should be doing on a regular basis. And I've said it before, the ball between a fullback and the centre-back is on a lot of the time on Johnson's side, from uh, either from Hoiberg or Saar, or even mm. Skip when he plays on the right-hand side as the eight. And um, Johnson doesn't seem to offer for it. And if he's been clocked at 30, and he was clocked at 31.2 commas uh, now against Liverpool. Last last season, the guy, the kid yeah. is rapid. The kid, the kid has got pace. To, but we saw a Werner in five ten meters. You know, Werner's got that little electric pace. He's got that. He's not. He's not got that Bailesque pace. But in that with the ball, he can he can make himself a yard with his acceleration with the ball and, and put the ball in or cut back and, and and make the defender think. Johnson hasn't got that at all. He's got one thing which is pace. So you've got to play in front of him and you got to run onto it. You got to run onto it. And if you've got a good yeah, but and cool. that's one thing he's he's got to get good at timing his runs, and we've yeah. got to get good at finding, haven't we? And so I mean, to be fair, that is the way we play. You know, Poro yeah. in that little dropping into that little area in the yeah. midfield as well. He quite often has the the chance to do that. Um, so we just we just got to make it happen. But you're right, training ground. He just needs to get more consistent because uh, if he can't put in a decent cross, if he's either not getting it past the first man or he's hitting it too hard. That's something you can work on, surely. Yeah, but also and like, he's, don't, he, don't he, drop, don't drop his head. Just, just he's, keep at exactly, it. exactly. Be confident, and then because he, he's he's delivered. We've got some good assists from him. Um, there's been two identical ones for for Richarlison, one against Everton, one against Bournemouth. Oh, so mm-hmm. like he, he's there's a player there, but but he's he's so young, and as as are a lot of our players. A lot of our players are, they're gonna they're gonna make these mistakes. They 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 have to grow. They're gonna have to. To, to get confident, like you said, get, keep your head up. Someone, see, see what's going on. Keep the the, the passing crisp. Be, be, and, and and Ange, like if you watch those sort of training videos with Ange, that's what he's about. It's like, right, don't be on the ball too long. Pass it long. Keep keep it moving, and and, and he'll he'll learn. He'll grow. I've got I've got faith in him that, that it will come good. Yeah, same. Um, I thought the midfield were all pretty good today. I know you absolutely like laughed at me for saying I thought Hoybier quite played quite well. But well, I mean, that's a caveat. It's not like I'm saying Hoybier was one of the best players in the pitch. That was Hoybier did all right for himself today. I thought, <laughs> like, he, he didn't frustrate me too much. I know he maybe lost the ball a few times, but that his passing accuracy was better than Benton Cause. And I've got Steve Diver telling me he gave the ball away too much. Um, so look, I, I thought. They all did all right in the midfield today. Admittedly, the Man United midfield is a bit misshapen and a bit rubbish. Um, but I thought we did well in midfield. The defence weren't troubled on the whole. And I thought, like we said, a few, you know, the, the, if it weren't for the, the wide players, Rishi had a really good game. We just needed to have got some better balls into him. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I agree now, Paul. I do think it was probably an opportunity lost. Um, I, know, I, know we've, I know we've got a lot of players missing. Um, I know Angie's only been here like five minutes and uh, Ten Hag's been here like, you know, maybe like, you know, two, two, two and a half seasons or two seasons, whatever he's been here before. Mm. But that did, that did feel like we have got more of an identity about us and the more, more systems and patterns of play than they've got. Yes, I know they've got players out. I know they're going through a bit of a hard time off the field. They've, got, they've spent like 400 million quid or whatever. So mm. caveat about that. But it just felt like even with the with the players that you mentioned at the top of, at the top of the pod here that we've got out, we should have beaten them today uh, because mm. you know that second half. Apart did from we test, the, did uh, we test Anana? What, 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 what second half? What, how how many saves did Anana have to make? There was a one from Richarlison, which was from sort of the edge of the area, and it was a good hit, but but an easy enough save to make. We didn't test him enough. So yes, we had no. the territory. Yes, we had the possession, but we we, we didn't have the cutting edge. So um, we, we 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 bossed it. If you look at the stats, yeah, we bossed it. Like, but but I don't I don't think we did enough second half to to win it. 
They nearly no, won we had one well. shot on target. They nearly we had one shot on target. Right. But let's be honest, I mean, Man United, I think, had two touches in our box in the second half. <laughs> think, that, that, that McTominay header as well. They, mm. I mean, you know, that, that... Yeah, that was one of them right there. Yeah. They hardly got in our box. They hardly troubled us. I mean, the, the mad thing is, is that they scored both their goals in the first half. But in the second half, they only had two shots or maybe <clears throat> maybe three shots, but they mm. doubled their XG because <laughs> they created better chances. <laughs> it was like a very strange we game. We went at three at the back as well, didn't we? We, we bought... Uh, um, Drogashin on oh, no, we went through it at the back I know uh, Mickey went down a cramp uh, about how bad is that do we, do we know no he said it's just I mean, it was okay. um, it was um, Ganacho had his calf he's pushing his toes back with his leg fully extended so the yeah. sorry the calf muscles it, it wasn't anywhere near his hamstring because if it was his hamstring he wouldn't be able to lift his leg up because of where the no, he, he said he said post match oh, okay. it's just cramp I didn't know that okay yeah that was just cramp but we went through it at the back uh, Drag Shin, he looked, he looked okay. Um, you know, it, it, it really nice to see him. So it was good to go, like slightly, slightly different formation. Um, and unfortunately, that's when they, you know, when when he was on the field, um, he might have let McTominay go and for that free header, mm. which um, would have been an absolute sickener if they scored at that at that point there. But um, I just, yeah, yeah, I, I, to, to, to finalise, yeah, two points dropped in my opinion. There we go, but. You know, still lots to be happy. But the fact is, we're going to Man United, a place where we never win. You know, I know we did during lockdown, but we never win there, really. And we're, we're disappointed coming away from that with 60, 60-odd percent mm. possession, mm. you know, bossing the chances. Um, and, and yeah, and coming away with it feeling slightly slightly upset, even though half of our best players were on on the pitch. So, there you go. I think there's a, there's a lot to be positive about. And the one thing, again, that I love about Ange is that you, talking to him, um, in in the I think it was the pre match or the post match. He doesn't moan about having players out. Mm. It, that was it. I watched the, the pre match <clears throat> his interview and he just said, "Yeah, we've got some players out, and yeah, it's different profiles in in midfield, but it's like they obviously give different things. But he said the tactics are the same. The players know what they've got to do. They're all looking forward to it. We've been working on it all week. And the other thing he said was that um, our set pieces, uh, our attacking set pieces, are done by Mason. Apparently, wow, is that right? And the, 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 Defensive set pieces is Jedinak. So he said they've been working really hard. He said Mason's been, you know, doing really well working with Poro and the boys to, to get those chances. But you've got to admit that they're, they're, they're so much better. I know, like, Ericsson was, was attempting to do one thing at that near post, but, like, we seem to be much more threatening from those set pieces this season, don't You're we? right. Absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah, he seemed very proud. He seemed very proud of him at the, uh, when he did the Tottenham um, uh, Spurs play uh, post-match. He seemed like he was you know, genuinely kind of really impressed by the boys that, you know, that they, mm. they dug in and stuff. I, I looked at it and thought, you know, the guys are going to basically do just enough in the first half, first 45, 50, 60 minutes, because there isn't a lot of them. There isn't a lot to come off. Uh, to come on to replace them so they're going to have to like maybe kind of like they're going to have to eke out their energy dur- during this game and I felt yeah we, we certainly kind of dropped intensity from about 65 minutes on I think also Man U dropped it as well to be honest um, but Ange alluded to like being really really proud of the people the guys that yeah, gave him full 90 you know people like mm. Werner and stuff he, he seemed generally like really happy and like quite yeah, quite struck with the with the effort they put in, which uh, yeah, which is nice. He's just great. He's great. I mean, I I must admit, I'd run for a wall for him to be honest. I would <laughs> if he sat me down, Paul. I need you to stay on um, Bruno Fernandez's ass as soon as he, even if he comes off for half time. I want you up his ass like like for ninety minutes. I'll be right hand, and I will put myself in a hole to do that for him. 
And, uh, yeah, you, you just want to run all day for them, mate. He's just like, yeah, mate. And he's, like, so happy. He never looks at the uh, the interviewer in the face. He's always looking down. He's very judge. He's very judge what he says. And he's very thoughtful. And he's he's got the he's got the club at, at, at best interest at heart, which only can mean he's got me as a player with my best interest at heart. And of course you're going to respond to that. It's he's 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 Gucci. He's 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 brilliant. He's really really. One good. one thing I love about Angie is his calmness as well, because yeah. we, after we've gone through sort of Mourinho and Conte and the the, the, the sort of emotion and he's anger, he's, that, yeah. he's just calm. He's so cool, and I think that that emanates through the team. I think that the players sort of re- react to that. Not obviously, there's there's the the communication, and the, the, I just find him like after everything we've been through the last sort of four years, just to have a calm manager that just you just sort of feel everything's gonna be all right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's fine. Conceded a couple of goals today. It's all right. Like it just it just oozes calmness, and I, and, and that's what I love. I, I love about about Ange as well is. And we may not win. We'll give it a go. But but he's he's never he's never overreacted. He's never he, you never see him really sort of angry or or moaning. He's just he's just calm. And and, and that, I I love that about him. Top man. Right, we'll draw this one to a close. Um, let me just quickly mention football prizes. Great prize this week. Absolutely great prize. A 2023-24 Spurs squad signed shirt. Nice. All of the names are on nice. there on the new shirt. Yeah, it's looking really good. And you've got four instant wins, one of which is a signed Basuma shirt, one of which is a signed Gaza shirt. So, yeah, that's an absolute bumper. Choo-choo, get on that train. Choo-choo, choo-choo. There's not too many left, less than so there's 74 tickets left out of the 249. Tickets are 395 each, and the competition ends on the 19th. So you've still got five days, but it looks like those tickets are going to run out, so get in there quick. Don't forget with the code CR10, you'll get a 10% discount on your ticket price. And if you join our Patreon, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Tudor podcast you will get a code for 15% off your ticket price so get involved there lots of other great competitions at footballprizes.co.uk right Mr Muir thank you for joining us always yeah no worries yeah thanks thanks for having me on it was good and yeah just to reiterate there what Frank was saying Patreon I was in uh, the group chat today talking about the game and yeah Richard's in there, Pat Chan, YF90, Phil Ambrose, Nelly, all these guys. Uh, Maxime was in there as well, Matthew Maroney. Um, it, was, it, it was good, you know, as, as I keep saying, it's a worldwide chat. People with different ideas, people with different kind of takes on what, what we're doing. Some are uh, pretty kind of emotional, normally people like me. Um, and then some <laughs> I was going to say, most people who are in there are all very respectful and calm, Paul. Apart from me, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we've got, yeah, and we've got other people like, like maybe Paul should think about this. Oh, yeah, it's a really good idea. So if you want to come and uh, get involved in a bit of that and get yourself some nice merch, then please do do come in. But the guys today, it was because um, obviously if, if we're away, if, if we're at home at game, I'm at the game. And then obviously if I'm away, sometimes I'm watching it where I can't kind of like chat on. Slack, but if you do uh, want to get involved in that, then come along and join our Patreon because it, it is a good place. It, it's good. So cheers. But yeah, thanks for having me on, mate. That's, it, it was good today. Thank you. No worries. And another benefit, um, Bren, you can tell him um, <laughs> you'll be coming over soon. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine on Sunday. I'm, off, I'm over to, to the UK. We're doing a joint social with the Fighting Cock uh, with Sandro on the 5th of Feb. Uh, it's going to be at the Bellevue Pub in Clapham. Uh, we're going to sort of tweet out and, and put on our Facebook page the details. But yeah, be an amazing night. With um with the big guy and yeah be good good laugh a few beers with the cheese and crew and and Sandro and the fighting cock guys it's gonna be a gonna be a great night so fifth of Feb at Bellevue Pub uh, in Clapham and we'll, yeah we'll put out the details on our socials 
Awesome. Cheers for joining anyway, Brent. Oh, always a pleasure, mate. I've got to go down there now and barbecue some goat. So, um, yeah, good, good chatting, man. <laughs> Top stuff. <laughs> Don't forget, everyone, look out for the uh, YouTube guys. They'll be back Monday. That'd be me. Uh, maybe it would be. be me tomorrow. Oh, yeah. that'll be Brent back again <laughs> before, before he starts on Guess his who's back. travels back over here back again. in the Monday pod. So, yeah, you get to listen to Brent asking other people for their opinions on the Monday and then obviously back on the Friday doing the preview for, for next week's. Uh, we're trying to get the caller and HG back to do some to do some preview shows on, on the uh, pod. So look out for that in the near future as well. <laughs> right. Until next time. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network.